Yes, Your Honor. Calling line item number one for the Roman Catholic Bishop of Oakland, case number 23-40523. Let's go ahead and have people in the courtroom first. Good afternoon, Your Honor. Anne-Marie Utes of Foley and Lardner, proposed counsel for the debtor. I also have with me our Chief Financial Officer, Paul Bongiovanni, and Charles Moore of Alvarez and Marcel, proposed financial consultant to the debtor. Okay. And my partner, who will introduce himself. Okay. Good afternoon, Your Honor. Matt Lee of Foley and Lardner, appearing for the debtor. Okay, well done. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Your Honor. I don't no problem. This I like early. to give praise early in a case, you know. <laughs> All right. Anybody else in the courtroom making an appearance? Everybody else is a mystery person. Okay, fine. Anybody on the screen want to make an appearance? Good afternoon, Your Honor. Jason Blumberg for the United States Trustee. <clears throat> okay. Anybody else making an appearance? No, Your Honor. Mr. Blumberg is the only participant who raised the hand to make appearance. Okay. Um, so we are here on continued hearings uh, on first-day motions. And um, because uh, this is sort of a very iterative process, there may be other things that you want to talk about today, whether they're updates about the case or telling me what you expect to be happening soon, et cetera. Uh, we could, if you would like to begin with status of first-day motions, we can do that. And if there's anything that you want to suggest to me, about how to proceed and what might be done today and what might be done a little later. I'm all ears, okay? We appreciate Am I anticipating that. anything here? You yeah, are. okay. All right, go ahead. Uh, you are picking up what I am laying down, as, okay. as people around me like to say. All right. Um, thanks, Your Honor. Anne-Marie Utes, again, uh, proposed counsel for the debtor. Um, the committee has just been appointed within the last couple of hours, and we've okay. been in communication with Mr. Blumberg about that. Okay. Um, so can I ask a question? Yes. Uh, and maybe this is better addressed to Blumberg, okay? There is one committee, right? Mr. Blumberg? You're, not, you're muted again, okay. Sorry, Your Honor. Jason Blumberg for the United States Trustee. That's correct. That's okay. Correct. And is, is it a committee of uh, abuse survivors? Yes, Your Honor. All nine members of the committee are abuse survivors. Nine members. Okay. That's a large committee as committees go. Okay. Um, if you don't know the answer to this, you don't have to answer it. Do you anticipate there being another committee in this case, or you don't know yet? Your Honor, Jason Blumberg for the United States Trustee. I don't know the answer. What I can say is that the response was overwhelmingly if not exclusively from abuse survivors. Got it. Okay. And I did have a chance to look at the schedules that were filed yesterday. Mm -hmm. There are non-abuse claims, but in terms of amount, it seems like even though the, the abuse claims are listed in an unknown amount, it seems like the abuse claims probably predominate okay. in this case in terms of amount. Okay, fair enough. And just out of curiosity, if you don't know, again, that's fine. Um, are all of the the members of the committee represented by counsel? Yes, Your Honor. Okay. And do you have any idea uh, where the committee is in terms of its selection of counsel process? I do not know the answer to that, Your Honor. Okay. Very good. All right. Sorry for my interruption. Go ahead. Thanks, Your Honor. Um, in light of that, we had reached out to Mr. Blumberg yesterday, and indeed yeah. I called your law clerk this morning. So what we would propose to the court today is that 
Um, we provide a little bit of an update. Yeah. We seek an extension of interim relief, and I'll talk a little bit about some dates that we have in mind. Mm -hmm. um, there are a few very discreet um, items that we would like to address to the court to include in the next interim order for a couple of weeks. So um, we're not rehashing everything from two weeks ago, but there are, I think, two items that we want to bring to the court's attention. And request that would be new? Um, they're oh, not oh. currently permitted under the interim order, and in light of us seeking the extension on only an interim basis today, we feel it's very important to raise them with the court and see if we can have them included in the extension of the interim relief. Does that make sense? Not yet. Okay. But I, I have faith. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, and, and then just update the court. So, sure. Um, okay. Where do you want to start? Why don't I start with the update? Yeah. Okay. So we filed the self-end schedules yesterday. Yeah. Um, those, were, um, those were on file. Mm -hmm. uh, the retention applications for Foley and Lardner, Alvarez, and the additional second retention application for KCC are underway right now. Okay. Um, I spoke with Mr. Blumberg about these this morning, and he requested and I agreed to whatever sufficient time he needs to review them in light of the holiday. Mm -hmm. um, my suggestion would be maybe the end of next week, which gets us past the holiday. Hopefully he can be through it by then. If there's any issues, we may have ironed them out. Okay. And if it please the court, then we would submit um, a proposed order at that time, although in light of the committee being appointed and, and their counsel surfacing during that time frame, you know, we'll obviously be flexible and, and, and mm -hmm. work with everybody. It's important to us that in particular we have Alvarez um, retained in advance of the initial data interview and the 341, but we've mm -hmm. got some time for that. The dates for those. Yeah, being, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Um, well, you don't know if we're going to have evidentiary type hearings with If we put this out for a while to have a committee appointed, we may have evidentiary hearings, and then you're really going to get Alvarez, I'm guessing, right? Um, yes, Your Honor. Or you I'm, could at least. I, that, we could be in that mode. Okay. I'm hopeful that. All right. Well, we can I can I just ask Blumberg? Uh, um, are you being asked to triage these in any way, Mr. Blumberg, in terms of what you might air objections, if any, to, or indicate you have no objections, or are you just sort of taking them as as a group? Your Honor. Jason Lori, I haven't seen the employment applications yet, so oh, okay. I've taken them as a group and All right. to provide comments as soon as possible. Okay. Um, so have you agreed on a schedule for not a per se schedule, you're right. All right, Ms. Blumberg, you want to tell us what you'd propose in terms of getting your either your thumbs up or your concerns raised? Yeah, right. I think council's proposal of providing comments and hiring things out by the end of next week is reasonable provided mm -hmm. that debtor files the applications by I assume tomorrow. They're literally well, the, underway right now. Well the law firm application is filed? I'm I'm minute to minute, Your Honor. I know that our paralegal is working on filing all three as we all speak right. and they, they will be filed one after the other this And that's time. that's anticipated today? Right now. All right. Even as we sit here now idly chatting. Okay. Okay, then um, you want to get your comments in by a week from Friday is the idea? Yeah, yes. And, that, and that's, the, that's the second, okay? So we all are in the same place, right? Yes. Yes, Your Honor. Okay. Um, do we want to reserve time for a hearing so, so we don't waste time setting one? You want to reserve time now for a hearing? 
on I, that? Do you want it to be other than whatever your suggested comeback date is on everything else? I think I'd like it to be the same, Your Honor. I same? Okay. All right. That's okay. That's fine. That. That's fine. If it's okay with you, it's okay. Sure. That's okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. So that's all right. So that was a long way of getting to a simple answer. But okay, great. All right, Mr. Blumberg, anything else on, on your mind? You haven't seen these yet, so there's nothing else that, that you're going to offer right now as to particular areas of concern, right? Yes, Your Honor. All right. Not yet. All right. Okay. But this is just so we know. This is uh, debtor's counsel, debtor's financial advisor, and somebody um, KCC, the, the claims agent, their second application under 327A. Okay. And that's that's as claims agent as opposed to noticing agent? or? Um, yes. That's for balloting, administrative services, and the like. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, we'll then that's our schedule. Okay. You'll have his thoughts on or before June 2, and then we'll talk about the hearing when we talk about where we end up with everything else we're doing. Okay. okay. All right. A um, couple of other updates, Your Honor. Sure. Um, in terms of objections that we've received or anything between the first day hearing and today, um, yesterday, as I think I mentioned, Mr. Blumberg filed an objection to final orders. I spoke with him this morning. My understanding is he's agreed to put that off to allow time for discussion with us. And That's with respect with the to the disclosure of um, those allegedly that's how I participating read it. in a cover-up. Yes, that's how I read it, Your Honor. Okay. Um, so that we um, would ask that the court defer for today, and we'll hopefully resolve that, or we'll bring that before the court when we return. Um, well, that's not – I mean, that's really to give you a chance to talk to Mr. Blumberg, right, and see if there's – I'm not sure what there is in the middle of those two positions, but – Nor I. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't imagine the committee's likely to take your side of that, but we'll see, right? Maybe they will, or maybe they'll have no opinion, or who knows what. But it's not as if we're waiting for the committee on that, per se. I don't think they're... I would agree, Your Honor. Okay, that's fine. All right. Uh, do you have a date in mind for when we... I to, do, Your to Honor. Um, so looking at the calendar and mindful of um, the committee just having been appointed, yeah. we would suggest that pushing out the interim relief for two weeks gets us to June 6th. That gives us a good target date to try to resolve some issues with the committee that they okay. may raise once they surface. Okay, that's June 6th? Yes, but then as well, let me just give you the thinking if I may. Um, the um, following two weeks, June 20th is the day before the 341 hearing. And honestly, we were thinking if we don't get there by June 6th with the committee, yeah. we're kind of eyeing June 20th as the return date as well. So. That's our thinking. We'll take the court's direction, of course. Well, it's, the nice. schedule is about to get complicated, and you've already know from rumor mill why. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, we have a you have a Santa Rosa calendar on the sixth at nine thirty. Yeah, Your Honor. Okay, but anything other than the Santa Rosa calendar? No, Your Honor. All right. I I have a. Um, well, I, actually, are you guys thinking like early afternoon again on June sixth? We were, Your Honor. All right. That's fine. Uh, if, 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 Your Honor, if I may, if possible, a 2.30 start would be helpful, but it's yeah, not. Essential. that's okay. That's fine. I mean, it may um, it may be we're here later, but that's okay. Thank you. All right, so 2.30 on the 6th, right? Yes, Your Honor, and I was going to offer that we like that date as well, because if it happens that we need to have a hearing on our retention application, yeah, okay. um, we would appreciate that same date. Okay, and that's the day that, uh, that's the general next day for everything we would be Hunting on today. Okay. Yes, Your Honor. All right. Um, well, within that, would it be, since we don't know who the committee will choose as counsel yet, we really can't tell 
them to get briefs in by a particular date, but working backwards from the 6th, did you have any kind of a objection briefing schedule in mind? I'm being candid, Your Honor. I hadn't gotten that far. Yeah. Having not talked to the okay. committee, except to say. All right, I'll, I'll put it to you this way, okay? Mm -hmm. um, I will be able to deal with pleadings as long as I get the last one by noon on the 5th, okay? So if you want to work backwards from that, I will promise to you that if I get something as late as noon on the 5th, I will be in a position to read it, and I'll be ready to talk to you about it. And if that helps you work backwards in terms of what's rational for objections and other back and forth, I hope that helps. Indeed it does. Make sense? Okay. Thank you. Yeah, you bet. Um, just continuing with a little bit of updates. I'm almost yeah, done. Yeah, no, I'm... Um, we had only one um, party contact us with respect to any of the first day motions other than Mr. Blumberg's um, objection yesterday. Uh -huh. And that was um, Chubb with respect to um, the go-forward insurance, the final order on that. Uh -huh. We have resolved that language. Um, I would describe them as minor changes. And we have talked with Chubb about deferring implementation of that language until the final order. In other words, um, it won't disturb what we're doing today in terms of requesting an extension of the interim relief that we have already received from the court. Mm -hmm. That makes sense? Yeah, up to a point. I'm trying to remember. I had made a suggestion that for maybe some of the more ambitious relief, it might have been a 365 issue. There are a couple of issues we would like to raise your, with Your Honor. Uh -huh. One relates to the insurance and yeah. that um, premium finance agreement that you're recalling, I yeah. believe. And the second relates to wages and benefits. So to clarify my, resp my response from earlier, in addition to simply extending the interim relief for the two weeks through and including June 6th, we actually have requested changes to address each of those issues, just okay. one under wages and benefits well, and one under insurance. Let me ask a dopey question. To the extent you're saying let's extend this on an interim basis, does that, would that mean payments will become, amounts will become due and there will be another amount to be paid between now and the next hearing or something? Or does it mean simply that we're not going to change whatever the, the think the analytical framework was. We want to not change. I think this is the right answer to your question, Your Honor. We want to not change the analytical framework. We want yeah. to not change or disturb the interim orders, except that, for example, with insurance, yeah. we do have a premium payment coming due June second. Mm -hmm. I would like to address that with the court today and okay. request that the court add that okay. to the interim. Is review. that something you've talked to the U.S. trustee about? Um, I spoke with the U.S. Trustee about this a couple right after the last hearing. Okay. Um, and I don't think I spoke to him about this particular. All right. Thing well, I mean, in the last it, well, it, would it be fair to say that everything else being equal, you would have asked me for final approval of that today? Oh yes. Okay, so it's not as if it's a surprise. It's, if it's, if it's anything, you're suggesting it's more limited than it might have been today. That's exactly okay. I got you. I got you, Mr. Blumberg. Do you want? I, I know that we're not to that point yet, but just in terms of how you think about this, are you thinking about it the same way? Or are you feeling that you need more time to to react to something here? Your Honor, I agree with your analysis. The United States trustee did not object to the okay. insurance motion, and All right. wasn't intending to. Object and and the, look, the two weeks was to give anybody else the chance to, including our only lately formed committee. Okay, so the point here is that is to take care of an exigency and to leave the bigger question to hearing from the committee, et cetera. 
Yes, Your Honor. Okay. This relief was requested and included in yeah. the motion as filed, so it yeah. should not come as a surprise. All right. But the exigency is greater now. And how much is the June 2nd payment? Uh, almost $290,000, Your Honor. Okay, and that's for what period? Um, that's a one-month payment on premium for the insurance policies under the agreement. Okay. All right. Um, is it premature to talk about that now, Mr. Blumberg? I don't believe so, Your Honor. All right. Would you have any problem with, I mean, that's, as interim relief goes, that's, you know, fairly monumental interim relief, but that's the timing of the case. I think, I think a fair way to say it, Your Honor, is the United States trustee wants the debtor to have proper insurance in okay. place. Okay. All right. Um, so I'm sorry, have you posed the question to me so that I can grant this? Sure, Your Honor. Okay. And, 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 so I will land the plane, as they say. All right, go ahead. So, that, um, that, with respect to the insurance, yes, with respect issue. to the insurance um, order, the interim yeah. relief that was granted, we would request that the court continue on the same terms. Okay. The interim relief already granted, All in right. addition, and in the same spirit. In the same spirit. Yeah. And in addition, permit the debtor to make the June second okay. premium payment in the amount of okay. uh, just under two hundred ninety thousand dollars. Okay. On on the theory that similar relief was granted on an interim basis, although maybe not the same numbers, but conceptually similar relief was granted on an interim basis, and today would have been a, a day to ask for final relief, which certainly would have encompassed this, right? Yes, Your Honor. Okay, and you've heard no objections to any of that, right? None. All right, that's approved. Okay. Thank you, Your Honor. Yeah, you're welcome. May I continue? Yeah. So I have an update on cash management, if okay. I may, briefly. Um, the update on cash management is that the there's three three points. One is just to confirm that we swept the Schwab account last week per the order, and we will okay. continue to abide by okay. the order in that okay. respect. The second is the U.S. Bank uh, Union Bank accounts um, having those designated as dip account, debtor in possession accounts. Mm -hmm. Ten of the thirteen have already been designated as okay. debtor in possession accounts. The remaining three will be designated over this weekend, okay. sometime after midnight Friday, on or around midnight Friday, due to a merger between U.S. Bank and Union Bank. So mm -hmm. um, that has been a lot of work, I'll mm -hmm. say, mm -hmm. but we got we have those those okay. updates. The third one, Your Honor, is there's a single Citibank account that has restricted funds in it, um, about seventy-seven thousand uh, dollars. We previously estimated one hundred and fourteen, mm -hmm. but it turned out to be about seventy-seven. Um, that is being designated as a debtor in possession account, and mm -hmm. we're awaiting confirmation from Citibank that that has been effected. So we are okay. on top of that, and we will continue to update okay. when we get that confirmation. Okay. Can I go back, just make sure I remember correctly, with respect to the first issue, the Schwab account? Yes. My recollection is this is an account that you keep for, for lack of a better word, for convenience, so that you have a place to put something that's not cash that is a security for the purposes of turning it into cash. Yes, Your Honor. And the idea is that, and I know that initially it was going to be swept in a week, is, is the idea that that, that regimen will continue? Do we do weekly? Or, or is, it, is it not going to be as often as a week? Excuse me, I don't remember yeah. if it's a weekly or bi-weekly. Once, once, once a month? Once each week. Once each week. Once each week, and that will continue? It will continue. All right. Uh, Mr. Blumberg, you've heard this update. You may already have heard it before I did, so any, any reactions to any of this? Your Honor, um, I think it's actually encouraging that yeah. the debtor has been able to yep. make such progress on the account. So. Yep. Okay, good. All right. So thank you. Thank you, and thank you, Mr. Blumberg. 
Your Honor, the last point is we would like to revisit something on wages and benefits. And I'll just introduce it to say that we appreciate that we were here on such short notice last time. And we have actually studied the transcript and worked on reviewing some additional facts with our client. We believe that there are, I'm going to turn to Mr. Lee to continue on this issue as it was his from last hearing. But we would appreciate the court's consideration of making a change to that wages and benefits motion, extending it on an interim basis, but also granting the additional relief that Mr. Lee will decide. Is this about the withholding issue? It's about the withholding and also PTO with a particular exigent circumstance there as well. All right. The withholding issue, I thought, just in case I was missing something, if someone was going to educate me, two weeks was a good time to do it. Nobody has. So on the withholding issue, I have no problem. Okay. That's fine. I mean, the argument was it wasn't estate money anyway, right? But I thought, well, maybe there's another way to think of it, and I'll hear some clever person tell me that. Nobody has. The withholding issue is fine. That's not a problem. Thank you, Your Honor. Okay. Sure. You bet. As we left the hearing and met with our client, we do think some exigent circumstances exist with respect to PTO and the like, and we would ask to just be heard on that issue. It's not a lot of dollars, but it's really impacting individuals. Have you talked to Blumberg about this? I spoke with him about this after the last hearing specifically. I do recall that. Okay. And I think the position, I don't want to speak for him, but it was, you know, he couldn't, he couldn't, this was something for us to raise with the court. Okay. And I'll let him correct me on that, but that was my takeaway from that meeting. Okay. All right. With that, Mr. Lee? How about it? Right. And the other thing that we've done in the interim two weeks, Judge, is we've collected actual data on how much money we're talking about in each of these buckets. And we got the last update this morning, and I haven't shared that with Mr. Blumberg yet, but I'll share it with everybody now. Okay. If I could just clarify your ruling, Your Honor, it sounds like you're granting us interim approval to pay out Section 403B withholdings. Yes. Thank you, Your Honor. Okay. So, again, these are a couple of discrete employee wage and benefits categories that I'd like to address today. The first is employee expense reimbursements. We have, to date, we have learned of $6,570.31 of pre-petition accrued but unreimbursed business expenses across 16 employees. Just as an example, I'll give you two examples. The administrative assistant to the bishop is a woman named Veronica Rosas. She has a $370.12 unpaid expense reimbursement for food ordered for business meetings that the bishop attended and others attended. Another example is a staff accountant at the debtor named Emmer Angelis. Emmer is E-M-E-R, and then Angelis, like Los Angeles. She has $154.34 in accrued unpaid expense reimbursements of various kinds. California law requires the debtor to reimburse their employees their expenses that are incurred in the ordinary course. California contract law says the same thing. There we are. But, you know, that by itself isn't really that helpful, but go ahead. Well, I think when you're talking about amounts owed to employees, I think you're starting to get into it. No, I know. There are a lot of California policies that I am asked to consider all the time. 
And I, I'm, that's not the answer to the question. It's neither here nor there for me. But go ahead, go ahead and finish okay. your, your argument. Well, I, I guess my point is we, you know, we want to make sure we're complying with all of our legal obligations, mm-hmm. statutory employee obligations specifically. Also, just as a general matter, we just these aren't the kind of people that typically float these kinds of expenses for two years at a time. Mm-hmm. And you know, we're again we're talking about sixty five hundred dollars, mm-hmm. um, and so the debtor would just ask that the court approve okay. those to be paid on an interim basis. Okay. All right, let's clarify a couple things. One, California says a lot of things that bankruptcy judges ignore. And I'm not saying that this is any more or less in that bucket, but let's remember that as a general principle, okay, number one. Number two, um, and I'm not trying to be uh, flip here, there's a point at which, you know, this is not a matter of somebody terminating their service over this one way or the other. And that is a distinction between this kind of a company, this kind of a debtor, God love you, literally, and others. Okay. Having said that, Mr. Blumberg, I'm beginning to think that $6,000 is not that much money unless you're out 300 of it and you didn't expect to be. And then it's a lot of money. So I'm beginning to think maybe this is something I should bend the rules on a little bit. What do you think, Mr. Blumberg? Your Honor, I, I can't. I, you know, I can't say the United States trustee agrees to that. But I understand where the court's coming from. Okay, My I'm going to kick it out to the seventh, but I understand where the court is coming from. All right, I'll tell you what. I'm going to approve it with the understanding that if the committee tells me there was something I didn't understand about it, or some principle I was violating when I did it, I will hear what is effectively a motion for reconsideration. Okay, but for today's purposes. I think the better part of valor is to get those paid. All right? Thank you, Your Honor. You're welcome. Okay. Let me raise another one, by the way. We also held back um, certain of the higher-level employees' payments. Um, I did that, again, just because I think under the circumstances we want to make sure we pay the real in-the-trenches folks, and it's not as important to pay the higher-level folks. I didn't see anybody comment further on that issue, and I'm inclined to go ahead and pay the higher-level folks today, okay? That Makes sense? The, that was one of the things I was going to Yeah, no, about. I think that's fine. I mean, I was waiting for somebody to tell me why I shouldn't do that. Nobody did. And giving, having given people two weeks to sort of percolate on that, nobody having commented, they get paid today, okay? Thank you, Your Honor. No, you're welcome. Thank okay. you, Your Honor. Yeah. The, the, the last point I wanted to raise was... Um, pre-petition used but uncompensated paid time off. Um, what we have determined for hourly employees, this is a, a number that we know, yeah. um, there's $2,346.33 in used but unpaid PTO from the pre-petition period that mm-hmm. would otherwise have been paid but for the filing of the bankruptcy on May 8th. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are you know people who took time off before the bankruptcy was filed without knowing the bankruptcy was going to be filed, filled out their PTO, would have otherwise been paid out to them on the 15th. And Can we did. stick this somewhere in a in a priority claim where this is this doesn't really fall there? I mean, can we think of it as wage-like in that sense? Or, it, it, it is. PTO, or benefit-like? I, I, would, I would consider it wages, Your Honor. Okay. And uh, I, recognizing what you just said about California law, 
California treats PTO as wages. Uh, okay. It's got a broad definition of wages. wages yeah. Well, that's a different PTO. question. I mean, yeah, if, yeah. If, it, if, it, if they treat it in such a way that we can put it through a bankruptcy prism, that's a whole other question. That that's that right. I get. Okay. But your your position would be that that's two thousand dollars. That as to any particular employee, whatever the piece of that is, would fall within the priority amount. If it, were thought of, if it were thought of as wages. Absolutely. And it was, it's not going to push anybody over the priority amount. It was just hovering right there now, otherwise. No, no Your Honor. I think the largest individual right. claim would be $1,114. Okay. And it, uh, now, just so I understand, this is not the ability to take time off. This is to pay somebody a, a certain amount of money. That's correct, Your Honor. Okay. Let me pause for a second and get Mr. Blumberg's reaction to that. Your Honor. If it's within the priority caps, yeah. the United States trustee has no objection. Neither do I. Okay. That's so, that's allowed. Okay. Thank you, Your Honor. You're welcome. And that, that was all I had on wages and, and benefits, Your Honor. Okay. Um, Your Honor, that is all we have. We haven't received objections to any of the other interim relief or really okay. any comments. All right. Well, it. the utility motion? Nothing. Surprisingly, nobody's. Okay. All right. Um, you want to tick I've down? I've had them before. I'm sorry? <laughs> I've had them before. Yeah, well, I told you my story, right, how embarrassing it was. I didn't tell you that story? Oh, you did. Oh, yeah. I never lived that down at Howard Rice. Uh, um, okay, so should we tick off what's done otherwise unopposed and what we're looking to finalize today? Yes, Your Honor. Okay. So we've been through insurance and we've been through wages and benefits. Right. Um, cash management, we would seek to extend that on the same basis. Okay. Um, utilities, we would seek to extend that That's on the fine. same basis. And by the way, which is which is to say, nobody's picked up the phone and called you about the utility issues. Okay, Nothing. all right, okay. Yes, um, the abuse survivors assistance program yeah. order. Uh huh. Um, and then finally, the notice and confidentiality uh, order. Yeah. Mr. Blumberg. And we'll reserve the issue of the his objection. Yes. Okay. Yes, Your Honor. All right, Mr. Blumberg, is that okay with you? Yes, Your Honor. All right. So, and, and as we tick off all those, you have no other, no other comments, right, on those remaining matters? Okay. So those all will be um, set for final determination with the interim order just staying in place. And final determination on the 6th, did we say? Yes, at 2.30, Your Honor. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. And We'll work on the two that are getting revised with the slight additions. Yeah. We'll get those to Mr. Blomberg for okay. approval before we submit them. All right. Is there anything else? Not from us, Your Honor. Okay. Any other reports? I think I forgot. Anything else to talk about? No? Okay. No, Let me make one comment, and I don't mean to um, – I'm not trying to uh, create a dispute where there really isn't one. But let me let me make the following comment. With respect to the schedules, which I can't say I've thoroughly absorbed yet – but I did see the disclaimer language, and let me put you this way, and this is for anybody who might be listening in as well and not participating yet, okay? Um, the debtor drives the bus in a Chapter 11 case, at least until something different happens or the passage of time changes that or whatever. So, you know, it's it's really for the debtor to tell us how they plan to administer the case, how they want to advance toward the goals of a Chapter 11, whether it's a liquidation or feasible reorganization or anything else in between. And along the way, the debtor takes various positions with respect to issues that it's entitled to take in the sense that this is what we believe. Okay, So I don't think I'm going to surprise you when I say there were a number of, from the debtor's perspective, very involved and complicated and comprehensive 
disclosures, but also caveats and sort of position taking that is it's your right to say it. The significance is you said it. Okay, so if somebody wants to come along later and say that, well, you didn't preserve this right, you know, you will say, well, we tried to, and then I'll decide who's right about it. Okay, so these things have, they, they, they sound like they have the force of law when they are phrased the right way, and it's not to say that you're necessarily incorrect about any of it, although I, I, I can't resist one point. Um, the statement that to the, to the extent that you, for example, listed something somewhere in the statements of financial affairs or schedules that had it been somewhere else, it might have been appropriately there. I'm not sure that deeming something filed in one place makes it filed in another is consistent with the law in the Ninth Circuit. And I say that because I ended up deciding that as a BAP judge in a consumer case where it really mattered whether something was disclosed on the schedule or a statement of financial affairs. That's neither here nor there because you may have done this perfectly. And I have no doubt in this sophisticated case you guys have many smart, dedicated people have sweated this. I'm sure. I have no doubt. But we'll, all I can say is that's for determination if and when we get there. So if anybody is concerned about that, that, that issues are being decided or rights are being determined, they're not. The debtor did their best on the schedules. I know how hard that is. If we have issues about that, we will resolve them fairly. I'll hear from everybody, and I'll give you my best decision. Okay? Thank you for that. All right. Around. No problem at all. All right. Anything else for the go to the order? One, from the data. Oh, sorry. One, sorry, one more quick thing. Yeah. Um, would you like us to upload new versions of the orders that we're not changing or just the, I guess, wages and insurance at this point? Well, if we, if I don't get new orders, are we, what are we doing? We should upload new orders with the new extended date. Yes, please. June yeah, that, I think that's, yep. make it easier. Okay. You got it. All right. Um, one, Sorry, Your Honor. Oh, sorry, you going to tell me something? No, no, uh, just the objection deadline. We'll put in the new notice and in the the new versions of the proposed orders. It, we'll just we'll say I think we said June fifth at noon. All pleadings need to be in well, June fifth. Well, that that's all pleadings in. Yeah, yeah, okay. So if you want to work backwards and have an objection date that's a little before that, and you're giving me a reply, that's fine. If, if there's an agreement that that can just be the objection date, I mean I'll live with that as long as I can have whatever's going to be the last word in writing. By noon on the fifth, okay. Okay. But if you guys want to arrange it more sophisticatedly than that, we'll leave it to you. All right. We'll figure it out and put it. In okay, no problem. So, so two other um, comments about schedule. Uh, I think we talked a bit about maybe having a hearing on the twentieth. Yeah, that, that was things, our thought. For things a may roll that way. Well, let me let me ask you this: Have we did we talk about reserving a particular day or two a month for you folks? We haven't done for that this yet, case. Your Honor, although okay. we're really liking these Tuesdays. <laughs> okay. Well, they're usually fairly open, with the exception of um, uh, a morning calendar for the Santa Rosa docket, which I've inherited now, um, which is usually not that time-consuming. So the afternoons are pretty much always available, okay? Um, because things can kind of spill over, later that same week, um, it's a BAP week, and we're traveling about half the time now, and I'll be going to Pasadena. So Wednesday afternoon, basically through the end of that week, will be not terribly available. If there's an emergency, we'll make it work one way or the other. 
and then I am uh, I am out and very out of contact for basically the next. Uh, let me think here. Uh, is it the twenty sixth? Is that the Monday? That's the Monday. Okay, I'm out that week, and I'm back uh, in chambers July ten, and in particular that week, um, I'm going to be. Uh, not terribly available and distracted by something, an educational thing we're doing in France. So, yeah, I told somebody else, someday I can tell my grandkids, I lectured at the Sorbonne about U.S. bankruptcy law, which I can't believe either, but there you go. Good stuff. Resolutions. Yeah, no, it's really fun. Lord, sorry, Judge Laura Taylor and uh, Judge Dan Collins and I. Uh, are going to go do this, and we're really looking forward to it. After that, it's just sort of a vacation. So if something blows up after that week, I'm a lot more available. And okay. Your Honor, just to make sure I heard it right, the weeks of June 26th and July 3, you're, you are out. Correct. I have to tell you I am not sad about that. I'm sorry? <laughs> I'm not sad about that, given the holiday. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Sorry. All right. Yeah, everybody can have a nice fourth then. Okay. <laughs> Although I'm sure there'll be just nothing but round the clock activity. Okay. All right. All good? Thank you. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Thank you.